Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help people win in their life, specifically with their money, their work, and their relationships. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague, George Camel. They call us Ramsey personalities. That has nothing to do with our multiple personality disorders. It's just... It's also assuming we have a lot of personality. Yeah, you may not think we have any personality at all. George and I tend to think that we're quite uh, quite funny and pithy. We're better than watching paint dry. That, that's, that's fair. That's the bar. That's fair. We've been known to be called the root beer float of the Ramsey Show when you have the... Uh, obviously, we have two of us hosting every day, any combination. And uh, it's uh, started to stick a little bit. And so uh, that means we have fun. I will tell you this. George and I are going to have fun. We enjoy being around each other. If nothing else. Uh, We're going to have fun with you. We're not going to yell at you, scream at you. We'll poke a little fun. George is here to take your money questions. He answers the questions honestly, sometimes better than Dave. I'll just be honest. I just said it. Wow. Yeah. Easy to say when the big guy's not here. Yeah, exactly right. He's not here. He's probably on the golf course. Uh, But you're much nicer is all I'm saying there. And then I'm here. I'm the work guy. Uh, I hate the word expert, but I help you with work issues because your income is your greatest wealth building tool. So how many of you want to make more money? How many of you want to do it in a place where you're valued? And so I'm the guy to help you with that. We work together on these calls. So we'll take your work calls, income-related calls, money calls, uh, relationship calls. Sure, George and I have both been married. George yeah. is about to be a dad. So That's now right. he's already ready to give You're parenting going on, advice. Are you hit 25 years? 25 years. Stacy and I celebrated 25 years. That's incredible. Yeah, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Congratulations. Uh, Stacy has no judgment and tremendous patience. That's what that means. She so gets there it. you go. All right, we've got, uh, let's get to the call, shall we? Danielle is joining us now in Syracuse, New York. Danielle, how can we help? I'm just um, interested on your guys' thoughts of, you know, investments while you're young when you have the uh, extra cash to hope to have some more, you know, passive income in the future and kind of just interested if I'm making the right uh, route. Nice. Tell us about this extra cash. Give us a snapshot. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm a fairly uh, frugal spender, so I always spend less than what I have. But, I, I mean, I have the debts of, you know, a mortgage and then an investment property mortgage, but really strong full-time job and my husband and trying to figure out, you know, we've purchased an additional, we're in the process of purchasing, purchasing our second additional home and we've got, you know, some long-term renters, but I'm, you know, just with the way the market is these days, I'm wondering if it's, the rates are high, so people are, you know, maybe less apt to purchase a house and more apt to pay the rent, but am I signing myself up for too much debt that I can't handle in, you know, 15 years, or is it gonna, you know, the extra six grand you get a year, is that really worth it? Well, you're thinking through this the right way, and you've got a lot of wisdom coming at this. What's your household income? Uh, About 180. Fantastic. Okay. And then how much debt do you guys have? So this is like including all the mortgages, correct? Yes. Okay. Let's take a look here. So probably around uh, 25 in student loans, thousand, um, 120 in one of the houses, and then it'd be 140 in the other house. Okay. And then twenty in a car, in one car payment in one car. 
Okay, so far, you know, this idea of passive income sounds great. It's just like, oh man, I'm getting this cash flow every month. I don't have to work if I don't want to. But right now, I feel stressed looking down at these numbers going, man, what a, What if we could have some peace in our life where we didn't owe anyone anything? That's some serious cash flow. Anything we do own that is producing cash is 100% other than our expenses. And that's where I want to get you guys to. And what we lay out is called the baby steps. We tell you to pay off the consumer debt first, then attack the mortgages. So making 180K, if you just focused on just the consumer debt, the smallest debt first, you could knock that out really quickly, couldn't you? Yep. So within a few months, you could knock out the student loans, knock out the car payment, and then just have these mortgages to worry about, right? Can I ask a question? Sure. When you look at like the interest rate of the student loans because we've refinanced, when you look at the interest rate of the car, those are lower than what I'm paying for my house. Okay. So should I? So should I put them? That's where like I have the struggle. Like, do I put the loans where I'm I'm accruing more interest? Because we make off, you know, we make probably three principal payments a year on every house. Try to pay it down, but how? You know, you say consumer first, but what about the interest? We, regardless of the interest rate, we found that it's more about behavior than knowledge when it comes to personal finance. 80% behavior, 20% head knowledge. And right now, you're staring at this big pile of debt. You're trying to invest. You're trying to do 17 things at once, and you're not going to make progress. But when you focus on that small debt, it gets knocked out quick when you ignore the interest rate. Because this isn't about math. This is about actually gaining the traction, feeling the momentum, and sticking with it. And so you're right. Okay. On on paper, you're going to go, huh, I don't understand it. And I could make more in the market, so why even pay this down? But when it comes to life, we don't think in numbers. We think in feelings, and you sleep better at night when you don't owe anyone anything. So I would, if I'm in your shoes, just slow down. We'll get to real estate okay. investing, but right now we're not going to buy any more property. We're going to focus on the consumer debt. Let's focus on paying down the mortgages we do have. And then for the future properties, I would be paying cash. That sounds insane because you're going, that could be 10 years from now. Yes. And for those 10 years, you're going to be sleeping real good with no payments in your life. Understood. So that's that's the route. Okay. Uh, Ken, I don't know if you have any other thoughts on this idea of passive income. And it sounds like you may not love what you do for work right now. I don't know. There's a, Yeah, there could be a lot going on that. there. I think, I think just what you said is very helpful. And I'm always thinking of new listeners and viewers that are coming in and they're hearing this. And I love what you said, because if you make this about the numbers, well, this interest rate is lower here. And what happens is you get caught in this strategy and you go, wait a second, I've got to pay over here to here, here. And there's no momentum. If we understand the baby steps the way that Dave set them up after years of counseling people, it's the momentum piece. And so that's why we don't say, well, pay the one with the highest interest rate. It's about the behavior, as you said, but really what comes as a result of the baby steps for new people, I want you to understand it's momentum. And then momentum leads to lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think people need to understand that because it's like, this is about, you could go different ways and number strategy. That's why we have people call up and try to argue with all the time. We're not, look, it's about momentum and we're saying no debt at all so that you have true peace. So when you look at it that way, it does change your perspective. So get out of the numbers. One thing at a time. Focused intensity causes that momentum. Get out of debt first, then get an emergency fund, then start investing. That's right. You can do all these things, but trying to do them all at once is planning to fail. That's right. And And again, that's a great point. You're not getting as much momentum. Singular focus, 
of each baby step leads to the best momentum as a result of the most results. Momentum is an attitude. It's a spirit. It's like, okay, I'm making progress. I want to keep going, and I develop a muscle for it. So uh, there is a method to our madness, folks, and a lot of people think we're crazy mad, and maybe we are, but we have a whole lot more money and a whole lot more peace than you do. So there, this is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by my colleague George Camel, and we are here for you this hour. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. 888-825-5225. Taking your work questions and your money questions and uh, you know whatever else you want to ask today, you know, we'll see how it goes. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Toronto, Canada. Ooh. Adam, you, what, you're excited about that? I get excited about the Canadian callers. <laughs> so it's, it's always a gamble. <laughs> oh, eh? Okay, let's see what happens here. Adam, how can we help? Uh, hi, can you guys hear me? We can hear you well, sir. Um, I'm actually going to have to get through today, but uh, I'm glad. Uh, I have a bit of a dilemma that I'm trying to get uh, solved. Um, so basically the situation here is uh, I'm trying to get married in December, right? And I want to save to get married, but I also have $48,000 worth of debt. So I was thinking, I don't know if I should put getting married on pause and focus on clearing this debt first, or if I should just keep saving to get married and then deal with it after. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of new to listening to you guys, so I don't know what advice you would give in that situation. I know you guys say, you know, get that tunnel vision and focus on paying off debt, but I got to ask, do you actually think that putting your wedding on pause is possible? What's the other person think about that option? Have you cleared that? I mean, I mean, she's, she's, she's okay with it. She's okay with it. You know, we're not trying to do anything too big. Okay. Um, so yeah. How much is the wedding going to cost? Uh, we're we're planning to keep us small, so it shouldn't be too much, but like, I want to save a certain amount because I'm thinking about like, you know, not just the wedding costs, but, uh, Getting a uh, apartment, furnishing space, all these other expenses that I'm thinking about. So, what's so the I'm number? Thinking, uh, the number that I have in mind is maybe like everything total forty k. Okay. Just for the wedding? Not just for the wedding. Plus all I that other maybe stuff. Maybe like ten to get married, and then getting off space. Well, rent is going to be an expense. Do you not have rent right now? Uh, as of right now, I live at home, so my expenses are very low. That's another thing. To, um, are you I'm working full-time? Okay. Yeah, I'm working full-time. I just started working full-time as a truck driver, currently making like about 84 k a year. Awesome. Uh, so my expenses are roughly 
aren't too crazy. Um, so I'm able to save now. That's what, that's another thing too, because I know once I get married, my expenses are going to go up. So I don't know if I should just while I don't have too much expenses, focus on paying off debt. What? Hold on a or, second, Adam. How much is she is yeah. she going to work, and how much will she make, or how much does she make now? Um, as of right now, she's not working. She's finishing up nursing school, so it will just be my income. How long before she's out of nursing school? Uh, about a year. Okay. Okay. So you will be the uh, the sole income provider for a period of time, even after you get married. Yes. yes. Okay. If I'm in your shoes, I'm not going to put life on hold. I'm going to get married. I'm going to do a wedding on a budget that I can afford. And that might mean we do a $20,000 wedding and we have family pitch in and her family pitch in. Have you talked about who's paying for this? Um, I mean, as of right now, I kind of put it in my head that I'd be paying for everything. How come? Um, you know, I kind of want to prepare financially that if it is just me that I'm ready. If I do get help, that would be great, but I kind of want to just... Well, let's have, have the, the conversation. Let's get the families involved and say, hey, we want to have yeah. this wedding. Here's our budget. Are you guys able to contribute? Would you want to contribute? There's no pressure. What's I, don't, the, I don't think uh, taking it on yourself is the move here. Yeah, Adam, what's the... In America, it is a tradition. It's certainly at least a first expectation. Correct me if I'm wrong, George. It's been a long time since I got married. But that the, uh, the, the, the wife's family fits the bill for that. Is that the same in Canada, Adam? Uh, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I'm like, I'm, I'm from Africa, you know, so it's kind of oh. a lot of a cultural, cultural thing is kind of the man and the man's family takes care of things, you know? Well, have you so, talked to your parents about this? Yeah, but the thing is, I'm coming from a, like, low-income single mom, gotcha. mom okay. household, so... That's fine, so they can't contribute. I would still have the conversation with her family, because if this okay. is on you, then I'm going to do a bare-bones, maybe we do a courthouse situation and do a big party yeah, later yeah. on. George, I don't like that's, the $20,000 suggestion No, you I'm made. just trying to go, we need to find a compromise yeah. here. We can't spend forty grand mm -hmm. on a wedding. If this, okay. No, 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 I don't, I don't plan to. I don't plan to. All right. Now, uh, listen, I'm, I'm going to throw most, this in here. I'm almost like five, ten, something small. Yeah. Like, well, that's what you're saying. Like, this extra 30 grand is going to happen because of an apartment. I mean, an apartment, you need first month's yeah. deposit, last month's deposit, first maybe month, some moving costs. And then furnishing. Moving we don't need cost, to go crazy yeah. with furniture right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. if it's me, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's old school. Ken is old school. You can say it. Okay. So yeah. if if the fiance is willing to postpone the wedding, I'm not mm -hmm. saying that you put life on hold. I understand the advice George gave. So I don't disagree with you, George. But my take is, uh, I would be willing to push the wedding a little bit uh, yeah. to save money, and uh, I'd also be very willing to do a low key wedding if she is. Mm -hmm. uh, I just think that wedding prices have gotten out of control. And 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 mm -hmm. I don't mean to sound like the old fuddy duddy, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. Well, it's become more about. It's a cultural pressure. It's now. become more about reputation. Yeah, it's like yeah. I got to have a nice car, so I'm going to drag around a $750 car payment. I got to be look mm -hmm. successful, so I'm going to go to school that I can't afford and get a degree I can't use. I don't know mm -hmm. when we just don't at some point go. This is nonsense. And just as a dude, I'm going to put it out there. I remember we had a nice little wedding. It was lovely. It wasn't ridiculous. But I remember like how stressed out my wife was. And I remember the actual wedding day, George. And the ceremony was about 20 minutes long. And you get done and you walk down the aisle and everybody's smiling at you. And there's this moment where you're at the back of the church and it's just you. Like the wedding planner hasn't even caught up to you. And I remember going, huh, that was... That was like a whole bunch of hullabaloo. A lot of fanfare. A lot of fanfare. We could have just 
done a private ceremony. I get it. It's about the family. But when we're trying to get financially in a place of, of health, I don't know, George. I'd push the wedding a little bit. I'd scale way back. That's me. Yeah, I mean, you make eighty-four grand, you live at home. I'm gonna throw a few grand. I'm gonna live on nothing and throw a few grand in a savings account every single month, and let's cash flow or small thing if that's what you guys want to do. Have the conversation with the bigger family, see who's able to contribute, do the wedding based on that budget, and then attack the debt as soon as you're married. Okay, but that's you got to have a conversation, Adam. All this opinion, you got to have a conversation with your fiance, the families. You've talked more about this wedding with us than you have with the families. It I think like. that's true. That's a problem. <laughs> We're just two random dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I definitely have to sit down with them. And have but don't questions. take this on yourself as this burden of like, well, I'm the man, so I got to take this yeah. on. Listen, yeah. they're gonna have it. They're gonna have yeah. uh, opinions about who makes the invite list, and therefore they need to have some skin in the game too. I appreciate the, yeah, the yeah. African culture, the, all the culture. I appreciate all of that. But man, if the Canadian, if the Canadian in-laws would like to punch in some money, I would take it, pal. I would <laughs> take it. You know, wouldn't you? Definitely, Absolutely. Right. Hey, yeah, it's a big expense. Yeah. Yeah. So. So just so you know, that the, the debt is kind of like because I've been, kind of been listening to you guys for a couple months now. And now that I'm really taking in how much debt I really have, forty eight thousand, it's really like what kind of debt is it? You know, I really. Um, I have a list here. You want me to go through it? How much? Like, yeah, r- just very quick the categories. Oh, okay, okay. So twenty five thousand of it is a car note. Okay. Uh, uh, I'd say uh, five thousand is one credit card. Another five thousand is a um, uh, Best Buy loan. Four thousand of it is student loans. Three thousand of it is my uh, truck school loan. Uh, Twenty five hundred is another credit card. A thousand dollars is uh, like a personal someone that gave me a loan. Another thousand is a uh, credit card. Oof, man! Oh, I would goodness. if I'm in your shoes personally. I might just sell the car if you want to pay for this wedding and be done with it, and get something cheaper. Yeah. I know I've heard you guys recommend that, and it's kind of something I've been thinking about. As it's well. not out of control for your income, so if you want to pay it off yeah. aggressively and keep it, that's fine. But with where you're at and you're feeling the pinch right now, you can always get a yeah. nice car later. So that would be the other option you have on the table to at least clear some of this debt fast. I'd do a picnic-style wedding with solo cups. That's what I would do. You don't have to invite Ken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not coming anyway. Toronto sounds nice like weddings. Toronto in December. That's going to be a brisk one, Ken. I don't want to go to anybody's wedding. Anybody. I just... uh, Women love them. He's done with it. I'm done. Do it once. That's it. I don't want to do it. Hey, don't move. He's George Campbell. I'm Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. We'll be right back. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back, America. You have joined the conversation about your life, your money, your work, your relationships here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by George Camel. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Time for our question of the day brought to you by Neighborly. 
your hub for home services. If you're moving, you have a long list of to-dos, but Neighborly has local pros like Housemaster, Five Star Painting, and Junk King to check items off that list. Visit Neighborly.com today to schedule home service experts near you. Today's question comes from Julia in New Mexico. I've been hearing reports of the dollar potentially losing value, which would affect 401k investments, etc. Hearing recommendations on diversifying into gold and silver. I've heard in the past you do not recommend this based on past performance of the metals. Do you still recommend the 401k and stock market investments over the physical gold in this current economy? What say you, George? Yes. Short answer. Longer answer, yes. I'll add some flavor to it and Ken can chime in. I actually did a video about this on my YouTube channel. Oh, you did? And like the, I didn't know this existed. Nice like, plug, George. There's like gold trolls out there, Ken. Mm. They love to jump in the comments of these videos well, and be like, because, it's all coming down. Because they know weak-minded folks like you will read them. That's right. Don't jump in the comments. Well, I tell you this all I the time. Listen, I didn't respond to them. I okay. just say I saw them. Yeah, but see, that's garbage in. You see what I mean? Garbage out. Everybody, These people are not healthy. Everybody deserves to be seen, known, and loved. Ken. I disagree. Regardless I disagree. of their trolling. Yeah. But yeah, the thing with gold is you can look at the past performance, and I compare it to that of the stock market, mm-hmm. and the returns are not great. Kind of abysmal. You would yeah. have been way better off investing in mutual funds in the stock market over a long period of time. Now, what this is actually getting at is the fear and paranoia that, hey, if it all comes crashing down, gold will be our last, you know, symbol of hope. I got news for you. If it comes crashing down... (laughs) You're not going to want to trade my gold? You're not walking around talking about how much gold you have. Haven't you seen one of those bad Western movies? I've seen I Am Legend. Right. You're going to be going, hey, does anyone have food, water, bullets, fuel? Yeah, exactly. Ammo? That's the kind of stuff people will actually need. So the idea that... Every single company in America is going to go bankrupt because that's what you're saying. If you're saying the stock market's going to go to zero, I'm going to lose it all, or the dollar is going to get so far devalued that my retirement account will be worth nothing, then you need to turn off the news. That's true. And get yourself a bunker. Yes. Mm. That's where these people are heading. And I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's realistic. And truthfully, if the whole thing's come crashing down, just take me. Let the good Lord just take me when I'm ready. I don't want to survive in this post-apocalyptic world. I'm with you. I'm going to the beach. I'm going to build myself a shanty. And, uh, you know. I'll join you there. Live off the land. Yeah. Uh, You know. So we found also that actual wealthy people, they don't hoard gold. They may have a little bit of precious metals, but I mean, Dave Ramsey The only gold they have is on their wrist. Dave's wearing his watch. Maybe a gold chain. Yeah, he's a chain guy. He's a chain guy. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. He, he likes it. the gold chain. It's always there. I've seen it. <sighs> so yeah, I would I would avoid this. The other problem with gold is resale as well. Yeah. If you buy the gold for a certain price, you're not going to be able to necessarily sell it for that or more oh, it's soon true. after. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sticking to mutual funds in companies that you know have a good track record that will grow. I like it. Versus a fear-based investment like gold. Oh, I love it. Good stuff. Let's go to Savannah now, who joins us in Phoenix, Arizona. Savannah, how can we help? Hello, yes. Um, my husband and I don't have any debt. We have 17000 in cash, and we are at the, at the beginning of step three. However, we need a truck. Um, I'm just wondering if Why we... Why do you need a truck? All the, yes, a truck. Why? Why a truck? Um, I'm just curious. For my husband's um, business. Okay. Yeah. Um, we need... So I'm wondering, um, how do we know how much we can afford for the truck? Do we spend all of the 17K on the truck and then start with step three after? 
what kind of truck are we talking about? Because trucks are really expensive. And they hold their value. Right. They're overpriced, in my opinion, right now. So what are you talking about? Well, ideally, we'd want to just, we would want to find a truck and just pay it all in cash. Um, my husband has other plans. He wants a Ford F-150. Um, and arr, you know, the arr, prices arr, he's arr. looking at are in the 30s. What so. kind of business does he have? It's taxidermy. Okay. Why does he need an F-150 with all the bells and whistles for taxidermy? Right, he doesn't. He just needs a truck with a with a bed. Exactly. There's so a lot of thirty thousand dollars. I mean, I I listen. I could get on right now on this little computer here and find you trucks that'll get him from A to B, and he can throw some dead animals in there or whatever it is that he does. Yeah, the, the idea of just hauling dead animals and then getting a really <laughs> nice vehicle to do that in is kind of hilarious to me. Right. So, Agreed. You guys are out of debt. I wish he was on the phone with us right now because you guys are out of debt. You're the beginning of Baby Step 3. You're so close that you don't want to just go blow it on a really fancy schmancy truck that he quite frankly doesn't need. But if he puts it off and he gets a basic truck, let's say something in the $10,000, $12,000 range. Uh, by the way, I just bought a fabulous, George, a fabulous Ford Explorer for my son. Oh, Nice. Uh, and it has 90,000 miles on it, 12 grand, fantastic condition, bought it from a lady that's in her late 60s. It can well be done, done, folks. It can be done. Yeah. He, he he could get an SUV. Here's the point. He can get the nice truck later. You guys are so close. Don't go backwards right now by using all this cash on that truck. Yeah. Am I right, George? Yeah, this money needs to be earmarked for your emergency fund, and then we'll begin saving up for this truck. So how soon does he need this truck? He needs it by September 1st. What what happens on September 1st? That's when um, all the hunts begin and he needs to start picking up all the dead animals. All right, I got a question. This is fascinating. I have ADHD, so full confession to everybody. Why can't they drop the animals off to him? They're the ones, I mean, I listen, my dad had two deer heads hanging in our house, you know, uh, when I was a kid, and I think he took the deer to the taxidermist. Why does he have to go pick them up? Right. Um, so his business is based up in the White Mountains, kind of close to Sholo, Arizona, and we're living near Phoenix. Um, so it's the, it's the traveling time to, bring, to pick up the mouth where he has them dropped off at and then bring them down to oh, I see. where we're at. Okay. okay. Well, I'll I give you see. the parameters because I actually want to answer your question after we razzed you for the truck. So when it comes to buying a depreciating asset, a car, you want to make sure that everything with motors and wheels in it in your life is no more than half of your annual income. So what is your annual income? Oof. Okay. Um, so I bring in 40K. However, I'm just on maternity leave with the three-week-old, so it's going to be a little bit less this year. Okay. And then with his business, I would say... Um, he just started this business um, last fall, so and I think I think he's making fifteen k with that, and then he'll he'll pick up and sell insurance at you know in the winter time, and his base pay will be fifteen an hour. Okay, so that's about thirty k a year there, but he's only doing it part time. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he needs to work full time and do this on the side for now until he gets this thing kicked up, because right now it's going to be tough times for you guys on top of trying to save up to buy this truck. But I will tell you. Right. Uh, based on what you just told me, I'd get the cheapest truck possible. And I'm looking online right now, uh, actual reality, yeah, me too. and you can get, you know, early 2000 Ford F-150s for six grand, eight grand, 
even a 2010 for nine grand. That would be the ballpark you're looking at here for a work truck to haul dead animals. So if he's getting all starry-eyed because he went to the dealership, he needs to slowly back away and keep his wallet tight where I can see it. Oh, I like that, George. Because he's about to make a real dumb decision buying a shiny brand new truck when he has a startup business that it may not even make enough to feed his family while you're on maternity leave. So do not use right. the emergency fund for this. It is not an emergency. I don't care what he says. Scrounge up the eight or nine grand and get a used Ford F-150 or whatever truck. But please, please don't don't upgrade until he's got this business running and moving and you guys are making really good money. Really good stuff. I, I love this. Just pulling up the used trucks for sale. Well, reality Phoenix. helps because people go, Ken, you can't find trucks under tw- uh, 28 grand. That, there's yes, all you can. kinds of trucks. It's not the truck you want. Yeah. And guess what? Trucks still run 20 years later. It's amazing how that works. Here's a Toyota Tundra, 182,000 miles. You know how long that'll run? It'll love run for 700,000 miles, I'm told. It will outlast me. You know, you and I, we'd never look good driving a truck. I take offense to that. Do you? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Put me in a tundra. I don't know. We'll see. America needs to see it. All right. More of your calls coming up next. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me this hour. 888-825-5225 is the number. If you want to jump in on the conversation, we'll take your questions about money, your work situation, which affects your money relationships that affect money and beyond, 888-825-5225. Adrian's up next in, am I reading this right? Slatina, Romania. I don't know if I said that right, but we'll see. Adrian, how can we help? Yeah, yeah, that, that was about right. Um, oh. I have, um, I'm 24. Um, my wife, we both graduated university and I've been working at the same time for about six or seven years. As a user interface designer, I'm making around $40,000 a, a year. Um, currently living in Romania, born and raised. Um, um, we're building our house cash only. We don't have any debt. Uh, we're doing that just from what I'm working because uh-huh. my wife is babysitting uh-huh. at the moment. She, we have a one-year-old. Um, and I was just wondering how can I... Um, you know, keep up with working, uh, providing for my family, and keeping my dream alive, which my dream is to do as much music as I can, because I'm, I'm a musician at core. I've been raised with music, and I love and, and enjoy music in nice. general. Are, um, you a, uh, I, are you a musician yeah. only, or do you sing as well? So are you playing an instrument? What is it? Yeah, I'm playing the piano, I'm singing, and I'm also composing. Wow. And so let's let's let out the whole dream. 15, 20, 30 years from now, if you could snap your fingers and make it so, what would that look like? Um, I would really love to, to have as much meaningful music as possible uh, into the world so people can enjoy it and can take comfort in it. So you've got um, albums out. Been, yeah. T- walk us. Are you, do you want to be an artist? Do you want to be touring? Do you want to compose for a film? Be a little more specific. Yeah. Um, actually the, the dream is, um, I, I have a, like a classical, uh, background in music and I'm doing all sorts of composition waltzes and, um, 
classical music, basically. Okay. Great. Um, have you and, gotten anything yeah. out so far? Have you put anything out, whether it be on your own website? Have you gotten any contracts where you've written music uh, for yeah. organizations or, or uh, musical theater or anything like that? Yeah, I've actually um, recorded a single that's called Yesterday, and it's out on all uh, streaming platforms. Sure. And how old are you again? 24. 24. Okay, so the question is, I got to take care of my family, and I want to keep this dream alive. And and I love that. I, I actually have, you know, I know what that's like. When I started into broadcasting, Adrian, I was 33, three little ones, um, running my own company, a very small business, and I had the exact same situation. So you're going to have to treat your music like I treated my broadcasting. I was getting basic experience, getting knowledge. So I was taking some training courses. I took a few broadcasting classes on the side. I I was running my business and working really hard to make sure that I was using my time wisely so that I had more time to go, again, audition at times. I had to audition. Uh, I was doing radio on Saturdays. You know, and so you just a little bit at a time, but you never stop. And so you, the main thing is the main thing, taking care of your family and you've got it. You're doing it. I think I would guess even in Romania with this technology job that you have the opportunity to climb the ladder financially. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. I'm in the top 2%. Okay. So you want to keep climbing and keep taking care of the family, but keep producing music. And I would just challenge you to show your work. Try to get yourself, not just put out your own music, but can you sign up, you know, can you get some clients where maybe you're scoring some music for local theaters, you know, national stuff? How can I get my work? I just ran into an old buddy, George, uh, by the name of Jim, won't say his last name, and hadn't seen him in years. And he has been scoring music for the National Nashville Symphony, He's, he does a lot of stuff all around the country, working from his home, scoring music, much like Adrian does. So, Adrian, I want you to expand into trying to work more for other people because that's doing two things. You are doing the thing that you love, but you're getting paid for it, and then that allows you to stock, stock, stack up money so that long term – uh, you're going to have a lot more freedom to actually put more of your own stuff out. That's what I would tell you uh, on the work side. George, you want to add anything to that financially? Yeah, well, as a, a former musician, I mean, I still am a musician, but I was kind of doing what you were doing. I put some albums out there. I was doing live gigs, and it's still a, a love of mine. It's not something I wanted to pursue full time, but for you, I would say with the advent of the internet, on top of what Ken said, which is you know get connected to people who are actually in the craft, getting paid to do it, and go to the places it's happening, the orchestras, wherever that is. But also, with the internet now, you can jump on to some amazing forums on, maybe there's a Reddit community, a Twitter community for this, start a TikTok account, an Instagram account, and start uploading videos of you playing and composing and breaking it down for people. Show them behind the scenes. And you never know, you start to build an audience over there, and opportunities will start to happen for you. But you have to put yourself out there even more. You can't just upload a song to Spotify and go, well, didn't happen. You got to continue and persist for years. And uh, I wish you the best. Yeah, thank you for the great call. dream. I love it. You got it. You're on your way, Adrian. Just don't quit. Best advice I could ever give someone who's got that kind of a dream. Let's go to Josh now in Lafayette, Louisiana. Josh, how can we help? 
Hey, gentlemen, it's uh, it's good to be on with you. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, so b- my current situation is I have, as a, my family has, 30000 in debt, um, student loan, and a van loan. As it stands right now, I'm a maintenance supervisor at a retirement facility, and I make 50000 per year, and I'm not getting anywhere ahead. And I've been mulling over different ideas of how to increase my income. And I was just... Yes, I mean, I have some thoughts, but I was hoping to get your guys' insight on, you know, avenues I could consider taking. How how handy are you? I'm guessing you're fairly handy based on your job title? Yes, yeah. If it were me and I were you, and I'm the least handy guy you've ever met in your life, okay, I can barely <laughs> use a screwdriver or a hammer, you know, that's dangerous. But yeah. I would be looking for handyman jobs, odd jobs, you know, stuff that you can do on the side, keep your main gig. But because, you know, people need stuff fixed all the time, uh, there's a premium there, man. I just paid a sizable amount of money, Ken, for a handyman that was at my house for the last couple days. Right. And let me tell you, Josh, you could double your income. That's exactly right. Because these handymen, they're not charging $20 an hour. No. They're charging $50, $60, even $90 an hour. Right. To do basic things. Yeah. I mean, Josh, so that means you could find another facility that may not be able to pay you full time. But maybe they pay you half, and you come and mm-hmm. fix their stuff at night and weekends. And you live in a neighborhood, I assume, right? Yes, I do. If you've got a Facebook group or you leave little hangers on the door yeah. and you say, hey, I live in the neighborhood, I do handyman work, Yeah, here's yeah. my rate, would That's love to right. help. You do one good job, and the neighbors are all telling, you got to hire Josh. That's oh, my exactly gosh, he's the best. Right. <laughs> he was professional, right, he showed you, up on uh, time, and you can charge easily 50, 60 bucks an hour. Can I ask you guys a question on something else I've been considering? Real quick, we got about a minute and a half. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was also thinking uh, I am. I had considered getting an LLC and opening up handyman work on the side. I had considered getting a real estate license. I figured that'd be a good way to get some additional work, moonlighting after work, and then also maybe market myself as a as a handyman. Is that even a practical thought? I think it's going to take a lot of time and money, and unless it's something you're really passionate about, I wouldn't do it as easy money because that is real estate is nothing but getting yeah. started. And, but if that's something Got you it. really want to do long term, then you would want to make that transition. But I've talked to a lot of great real estate pros and coaches of real estate pros. At some point, you got to go all in on that to that for that to work. I like you stacking cash. Doing what you already do very, very well. Without having to pay for more schooling and licensing. Yeah, you're not paying anything. You're just counting your money, baby, and getting ahead. We're really proud of you, Josh. You were on your way, sir. Hang up the phone. Start calling people. Hey, George Campbell, good hour. James Childs, our fearless leader. Thank you, sir, and the team behind the glass. Thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.